In this episode, I have my Canadian friends and colleagues on, Jason Lowe and Richard Canfield. They're authorized Nelson Nash practitioners, and they host the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast. I had fun. I think they had fun. We enjoyed it. I think you'll enjoy it as well. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Welcome to the Make of Life podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery. And as usual, I'm always excited to have guests on. Um, I really like him to to be in the studio, or at least the AV guy, the AV ninja. He loves him to be in the studio, and I do too. So there's an open invitation for these gentlemen to come in person to sit down in the studio. However, we didn't have that opportunity today. So I have my friends, Jason Lowe and Richard Canfield, on with us. Um, they have the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast in Canada. We've been friends for some time. These are stellar men, you know, getting the job done, in my opinion, carrying forth Nelson's legacy of becoming your own banker. And so I'm always excited to speak with them. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking time, making the time in your schedule to come on and uh, and speak with us. Welcome. How Great to you? be with you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, excited. I'm, I'm glad that uh, I would have loved to come down to, to Texas to be there in studio, especially with all the uh, presently during this recording all of the uh, flooding that's taking place in the 10 minute circumference around my my house. Oh. He's it, in a boat right now. My community is not known for being an island today. An island. <laughs> Look at you, an island, on an island. And, you know, before uh, before we, we uh, turn the camera on, um, Jason, you pointed out your surrounding or what's directly behind you. I thought that was very interesting. Um, can you share with us what we're looking at behind you? Absolutely. Uh, this is a collection of all of the books that Nelson recommended a person read uh, in the back of his book titled Becoming Your Own Banker. He has a list of recommended reading and I was blessed uh, to receive those books as a birthday gift. And um it was an incredible moment. And there's uh, so this section of my uh, library in my study here at home is the Nelson Nash library now. And uh, we're just going to continue to add to it. And, and I'm starting with uh, the real key to creating wealth EVA, which is a book that I am literally just going to crack open here later today. And so I've got enough reading to occupy me now for the next uh, couple of years. And I'm quite excited. That's awesome. Somebody really loves you as a birthday present. <laughs> Maybe I need to share my birthday with them. <laughs> That's cool. And then um, where are you at right now? I mean, I know you're home, but I mean, where, where do you, where do you hail from? Where, where's your office location? Uh, the world headquarters of Ascendant Financial is located in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Perfect. And I live and reside in a uh, bedroom community just outside of Edmonton named uh, Leduc, Alberta. Perfect. And then, uh, Richard, where, where do you live, sir? Where do you hail from? Where do you work from? I know y'all work all over the country and probably, you know, all over North America. I'm just saying, you know, where do you, where do you call home? Where do you reside? Where's the world headquarters, Mr. Canfield? For me, well, uh, presently, it's in uh, a wonderful location called Chilliwack, uh, British Columbia. So it's in the lower mainland. It's about in uh, 90 minutes or so. Uh, east of Vancouver, which people will be more familiar with. Um, if I look out my window and I could, uh, you know, see through a cloudy day, I would be looking across a river to the mountain range, which is basically the Washington state border. So I live very close to the border. 
And uh, that's fairly new for me. I've been out here, you know, not quite for two years, and uh, but I'm from the Edmonton zone where Jason is. And so, you know, my heart will obviously always be uh, back in Alberta, which is kind of like the uh, frozen uh, Canadian Texas, I would say, uh, for the most part. And, um, you know, but, but being here has been great other than uh, the present uh, current weather conditions. We've got a bit of a state of emergency in the local area, but my power's on, my internet's on, so we're good to go. Yeah, perfect. So, um, you know, and, I, and like I said, I appreciate y'all coming on. Y'all are, you know, just salt of the earth people. And and I know that um, I've been a guest, y'all been a guest previously, I believe. Um, so I don't want to necessarily cover the same um, background, but, you know, the listeners don't necessarily listen to each episode, you know, as it's released and what have you. So different people come in to your podcast and, and my podcast at different times. Um but I, I do kind of want to go back. I want to I want to hear from each of you how how you individually were exposed to this idea that you could become your own banker. All right, and uh, if we can kind of go from there, because you know we meet somewhere along that path, and and um, and, and but I, I just I would like for our listeners, your listeners, and that your your listeners probably already know, but you know repetition is okay. So absolutely. Yeah, I uh, well, if if I may, um, back it was July of two thousand and eight, and my wife Rebecca and I had uh, moved back to Canada. We spent a few years living uh, in Riverview, Florida, just uh, south of Tampa, and uh, of course, we made friends and acquaintances there. And when we moved back to Canada in uh, 08, in July of that year. I was invited to attend a conference that was being hosted in Las Vegas. And it was a group that were discussing uh, what was named the boss system. I had no earthly idea what becoming your own banker was, the infinite banking concept. That was not mentioned or described in that way at this conference, but it was a a three-day deal. Uh, It was only U.S. licensed life agents that were there and after that three-day period, I came back to Canada and I began to research what I had because the mechanics, the process itself was discussed. The tool that's used to implement it was discussed. And so I came back to Canada to start to do some due diligence uh, in meeting with any life company that would, would take a meeting with me uh, to have me ask these questions. I was a complete unknown in the industry at that time. And then I had... Um, suggested to Richard that he read a copy of Nelson's book once we discovered becoming your own banker in writing and that completely transformed and changed everything. Richard read the book. I don't want to steal his thunder. He'll share his story, but we did not meet Nelson until February of 2012 at the annual infinite banking think tank conference, which is where we first met you as well, James. And that blossomed into a relationship that uh, has has flourished since then. And it's so amazing. If I had not taken his name, gentleman's name was Matt. If I had not taken Matt's phone call to go to this event, because he said, listen, hey, we're going to learn about this boss system and how to use whole life insurance and how to borrow against it and all these. And, and I said, okay. And he said, just get on an airplane. What else are you doing? It's July. Come to Las Vegas. <laughs> I mean, it would be 8,000 degrees Fahrenheit there. We'll spend the three days learning. And the worst case scenario is that you learn something and don't do anything with it. And I said, okay, well, I'll go. And 
everything changed. My whole life changed. And uh, I was with a gentleman that uh, I was in business with for a number of years. Him and I were two Canadians that were at this conference together. And we, we were both looking at each other throughout this event because he had been in the business for many years. And I was looking at him asking, is, is this true? Like, is this, can you actually do this? And what is dividend paying whole life insurance? Like, what is that? And so, gosh, that brings back a lot of memories. So I'll tell you, the time has sure flown by, but that's how I was exposed to the process. Cool. So you flew home and, and kept learning and it took you to the Nelson Nash Institute or his website? Well, we found on the internet, there was uh, an event that was happening in Nashville. And so we had discovered, you know, that people were congregating and actually talking about this message and that it was in fact, R. Nelson Nash who developed it, pioneered it. And shortly after discovering that and attending the, the first think tank, I'll never forget meeting Nelson and he, <laughs> for the very first time, and he said, uh, where are y'all from? And we said, oh, we're, we're up from up in Canada, from Edmonton. And we talked for a few minutes. And, and then he looked, he looked up at me and he says, you know, I'm surprised y'all can speak American. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that ever, ever, ever. And uh, just, uh, you know, when you feel a connection and you feel like, it's, it, it's a moment of serendipity as Nelson would describe it. And everything just felt right. Everyone who we met, who we, you know, nurtured relationships and had fellowship together and it just felt right. And I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. But if you had asked me in July of 08, I would have thought that I would have been back in some corporate, you know, matrixed organization. And that would have been my lot in life. But I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. You, you could not compel me for any amount of money, for any amount of incentive to discontinue sharing Nelson's message. It won't happen. Right, right, right. Is that is that the uh, year that y'all all came dressed in the uh, hockey jerseys with the big Canadian maple leaf on there? That was 2014. Okay. That was it. That's uh, yeah. The difference in another year. We did we did uh, hockey jerseys. We did football jerseys, but we did Canadian football jerseys. So no one knew what they were. Yeah, we yeah. Didn't know what they were? <laughs> <laughs> Is it football or handball? Up there? <laughs> no, wait. You know, All right. Richard. You know how how you know share with us how you got exposed to this idea. Well, you know, it's all it all kind of stems from Jason. You know, uh, Jason and I had been connected. Um, through a mutual contact, a real estate investor or mortgage broker contact. And, um, you know, Jason, after he attended that event, he had been uh, planting subtle seeds as he tends to do, uh, not in a Nelson, uh, kind of in a Nelson-like fashion, you could say. Um, and he would, he'd been alluding to the fact that, hey, there's something coming, we're gonna learn about this, if we can do this thing. And it was very, you know, non-descriptive because he was still in that uh, learning process. But, you know, the, the summary point is he said, hey, you gotta go and order this book. And he pointed me to the website where to get the book. So I went and ordered my copy. This is the original copy of Becoming Your Own Banker. Um, at the time, the exchange rate between US and Canada wasn't so friendly. And of course, when they're coming across the border, they get they take a lot longer and they get held up. So it took actually like the better part of a month for the book to actually uh, land on my door. It didn't come through Amazon at the time. Um, I think I ordered it directly off the website. And so, and and you know, when it landed on my door, I think it was a 
you know, the net cost ended up being about $50 Canadian, um, which is wow. like, I think it's like an ice, that's an ice cream cone in the States somewhere. Um, so the end result is I, I finally got the book. It was, uh, it was the summer, early summer of 2009. And at the time I was involved in real estate. I was a realtor and uh, I've been doing a number of different things. I'd left a previous career as a electrician. Uh, so I'm very good with my, with tools and things. And um, when I was reading the book, <clears throat> it took me a while to get through the book because, you know, I was, it was a very busy season. And when I was done, I was left with the feeling of, of unease. I was very, um, basically I had a chip on my shoulder I had a chip on my shoulder for quite a period of time. It was a good 30 days, you know, 45 days. And I just found that I was a little bit, you know, snippy and snarky with people. I couldn't quite pinpoint it, what it was. And then it finally connected and dawned on me. I was, I was aggravated because, um, for, for two reasons, one, no one had told me what was in the book. So that, that bothered me because at that point in time, I had heavily invested in myself and my personal and financial education and development. I've been attending real estate courses and conferences all over North America, you know, weekend programs, week-long programs, a lot of personal development. Uh, I, I, you know, for, at the age I was, I was pretty well exposed to things that were, I guess, um, the, the stuff that most people in the in the nation, you know, U.S. for Canada, aren't familiar with because they don't usually invest that that time and energy. I probably spent about forty to fifty thousand dollars on my personal financial education before the age of thirty, and not a single one of those gurus I'd met, none of those people, none of the financial entertainers, nobody had told me the information in this book. In fact, most of the information they told me counteracted this book to a large degree, and and when I read it, I knew immediately, intuitively, there was something here. My gut told me this is what I've been looking for for my whole life. Um, you know, there's a book that you used to be able to get. It's it was a it's a black book, and it's basically like a mortgage amortization, you know, calculating book where you can flip through the rate tables. Yep. You know, the one I'm talking about, James. Mm -hmm. yep. And you can say you could pick an, a number and an amortization or a interest rate and an amortization. You could basically determine those payments just by flipping through this book. I bought that book for fun, and I and I because I, I was just fascinated by mortgages and amortizations and like this racket this banking racket. I was fascinated by it. And I'm like, one day I'm just going to be the lender. I'm going to, I'm going to lend money to people on mortgages. I didn't know when or how I just knew I was going to do it. <clears throat> I found out a couple of ways to do that, but I had not known about it in this format. And so I had this, you know, I was a bit angry. I had this chip on my shoulder and I was, uh, I was being snarky with people. And then I really, what really dawned on me is that the reason I was upset is I knew in order to teach this message, I had to go and get an insurance license and that, that I found that upsetting because I didn't, I didn't understand what that really meant other than that. It would have a governing body that would <laughs> be required to license me. And that I found that upsetting. Um, I'm sure some of your listeners will understand why that might be. Um, and so, so, I, so I was really like kind of holding off on that point. I'm like, is there another way I could go about doing this where I don't have to maybe go and get licensed by some governing agency and have over the oversight and things? Um, turns out it really, really wasn't. Um, but you know, when, when you, you know, I'm, I'm a guy like steak and when you go to a steakhouse and you know, the service is good, you know, the food's amazing. Everything comes out. It comes out cooked to perfection the way you want it. It's great atmosphere. It has all the components. You'll leave that, that environment. You had a great time. You shared some laughs with some people, a wonderful meal, boy, you know, you, you really want to tell someone about it. You don't, you don't hide that information from the people, you know, and love, you don't say, you know what? No, no, that was the worst steak I ever had. Don't go in there. Nobody does that. No, they tell everyone and they rave about the steak and they rave about their experience and they tell all their friends and their family and everyone that they meet on the street, if they like steak, you should go and check this out. Well, to me, this is like financial steak. And so 
I, I'm not going to hold that information inside. What, is, what kind of a person would that make me out to be? I just, that was, I couldn't, I just couldn't comprehend the idea of not sharing what I now knew. Because if I know it and nobody had told me, which means a lot of people don't know it, what kind of a human being would I be if I'm not prepared to share that with others? I, I just couldn't, couldn't connect with it. And it was, I felt so out of place. And I'm like, okay, I guess I got to go get that license and invite the governing body into my life uh, so that I can go about teaching this message and, and learn how to do it. And that's how it all kind of came about. Well, I want to know where the steakhouse is, number one, that you're raving about. (laughs) 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 You know, and then $50,000 of uh, self-improvement, you know, self-education. And then for another 50 bucks, you find the truth. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's exactly what I tell people. For $50, I got a better financial education than the 40 to 50,000 I'd spent in the 10 year previous in my life. Yeah. Exactly yeah, what I say. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to disparage that. You know, the, you, us, the individual, we are, are the best place to invest. No question in ourselves. And, you know, maybe without spending all of that previous money and time and education, the uh, message might not have been received. You know, I don't know. And, so, And it wouldn't have led me, it wouldn't have led me to, to the people and the contacts, the connections that, you know, of all that, all that capital spent, there was some great knowledge, things that I, you know, I've retained a lot and it's, it's been very helpful even in, even co- correlating with what I learned about IBC and our, our constant education there. Right. But what's been more important has been the, you know, the, when you, when you go to an event, like even like the annual think tank conference, the, the, the reason for going there isn't because of the information you're going to learn. It's because of the connections you're going to make. It's because of the relationships that you have not yet built yet and mm-hmm. that what they might turn into. And, you know, present company completely included, we, we're, we're looking at, you know, all those exposures and experiences that I had, you know, really rapidly increasing my level of network capacity and, 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 and relationship building. And then many of those relationships have turned into, you know, clients today, people that, um, you know, practice IBC, but it also led me through the, the, you know, the bouncing ball that, that landed me to be connected to Jason. Had it not been for those networks and for those people, I would have had the introduction, which led me to, you know, forming a business relationship with him, which then took me to Nason's, uh, Jason saying, Hey, Richard, you got to go buy this book. Like, don't come back here if you don't buy this book, basically. And, uh, you know, some of the best advice that I ever received was, was to make that decision and to take action on it. And, uh, you know, how many times do we make? Canadian. How many times do you make a recommendation to go buy a book or go do something, and people say, "Oh, that's a great idea," and then nothing, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, well, if it wasn't for Nelson, action. none of us would have met, right? If it wasn't for him, and what true. he did, you know, we would have never made a connection. So, I agree with that. I like that um, analogy of you know, it really is. You don't know who you're going to meet, and you don't know who they know that you don't know that you'll have an opportunity to be introduced to. I mean, and that's a a wonderful thing about life. You just don't know who you're going to meet and all the great ideas and things that you can share. It is a beautiful thing. And then just like the Nelson Nash um, Institute think tank, you know, just being around like-minded people, um, you know, iron does sharpen iron. And, you know, that's why I show up. I want to learn and I want to meet people and I want to, you know, see my old friends or regular friends or, you know, acquaintances and get caught up because we're really, when it, you know, in the financial world, I mean, we're, we're dang near on an island. You know, the whole financial world saying one thing, telling everybody, their customers, clients, the general public to do something. Uh, 
that the financial world is going to benefit from greatly. No question about that. Um, and I'm not saying that everybody that participates in the norm of the financial construct is going to be harmed. I'm not saying that at all. But dang, you can do so much better, so much quicker if you just control the banking function that nobody talks about. Both of y'all have referenced that. No one talks about the banking function. No one. And uh, and how simple is that to, to learn? You know, I think that um, if I go through the numbers, you know, get a basic – um, curriculum of required reading, you know, and, and, and that investment behind you, Jason, is incredible. There's no question about that. But to practice the infinite banking concept, you know, I, I can spend three or four hundred dollars and get a firm, uh, the content with that that would purchase, get a firm foundation on this concept. I don't have to spend 50 grand, I don't have to spend 10 years, you know, going to every event possible, um, which is okay to do all that but a firm foundation for under five hundred dollars u.s what is that a thousand canadian okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah some years it's two thousand <laughs> right i but mean james you're you're absolutely right because the um the, the nelson nash seminar in and of itself get your hands on a copy of nelson nash's book watch his seminar what a transformational experience that will be we uh, we host quarterly group client coaching sessions. And in our most recent quarterly session, we screened the DVD. And people who had never had the opportunity to meet Nelson, the remarks, the comments, the feedback that people were sharing real time through this screening were everything that you would hear if Nelson were still with us to this day. Yeah. His ability to make connection with people and to help people to rethink their thinking and to open up their eyes to, to what he described as a whole new financial world is, is carrying on through that, that seminar. Yeah, and so guys fun. like you that host the quarterly event, right? Yeah. Yeah, no question. And I'll tell you, it, uh, we were, our smiles were right up to about here. All day long, as people were like, "Oh my goodness, he's such a, he's such a, you know, he just captures my attention. I just want to keep watching." And people are typing, you know, in the chat window as things as the the screening is happening. And we did uh, breakthrough uh, sessions where we would stop and and have a breakthrough session with the attendees to talk about what they were discovering, what they were learning. These are existing clients who have policies who are sure. in process, and they're rethinking their thinking, their, their imagination is getting to work on how they can use this process and expand its use in their life. And it's all about what Nelson shared uh, shortly prior to his passing. He said, this is all about the message, not the man. This is all about the message. Make sure that you're communicating yeah. the message. It's more caught than it is taught. Yeah. And uh, that's what we espouse all the time over and over and over again. But in Canada, it's starting to this the the language, the infinite banking concept, uh, becoming your own banker. It's starting to uh, it's more commonplace now in in circles where if we're invited to speak somewhere or we're introduced to a group of people, we we ask now how many have heard of the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept, and more hands are going up than ever before. Sure, that's yeah. a good thing. 
<clears throat> no, no, that's a that's a great thing. Yeah, I I completely agree about that. I agree with that, no question. And um, talking about the you know the clients, existing clients, and the clients that are in process, listening to Nelson's six and a half hour DVD series where he's talking live. I mean, that's invaluable. It's like it reinforces what you are beginning to understand or increasing your understanding. Right. And it reinforces that, you know, just because the whole world is not doing this doesn't mean you're wrong. Right. And and so I think it's uh, vitally important. And two, um, to continue to learn, you know, and there's no question that if you didn't have the opportunity, the listener didn't have the opportunity to meet Nelson and listen to him live, um, you're not going to have that opportunity on this side. So the next best thing is to listen, listen to that six and a half hour recording. Right. And then. The, uh, the idea of, of learning is extremely important. And, and our learning and our understanding, um, our understanding continues to increase and continued learning is required because it's almost like we're all out here in an island. You know, I ask my clients, you know, how many people do you know that's paying the premium that you pay? And they're ashamed, you know, to admit to other people because they don't know any, number one, right? or very few if they know any. And it's almost like you can't talk about it. You know, I pay premium. I'm paying a high, you know, premium into life insurance. And it's, you get berated. It's less now than it used to be. No question, you know, 13 years ago, you know, for you, Jason, 12 respectively for Rich. I mean, there, I mean, there, there is a lot there of difference. No, oh, between goodness. Now. Oh, yeah. It, uh, gosh, it, in the very beginning, People like Rich, do you remember when we used to have the uh, it, we had a boardroom that was about the size of a garden shed? Yeah, and, you could fit some sardines in it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and we would we would stuff and pack so many chairs and people in there and people's eyes would light up when when you were describing this process that what but nobody what, nobody's told us this before. How could this even be possible? And and we are still learning ourselves and still expanding our knowledge to this day. It, it just never, ever, ever ends. And James, I, I don't know if you know how big a role you've played in that and the influence that you've had, not just on us, mm-hmm. but on an incalculable number of people that are in this community. And that, that's well, just the truth. You know, even just looking at the Banking with Life, uh, you know, DVD and, yeah. uh, uh, and, the, and the videos that come from there. I mean, the, that project funded through policy loans, mm-hmm. um, which which is a testament to really, I, I you know, I would say that's the impetus that that probably planted some of the seed to be able to move forward into time and be able to create the Nelson Nash documentary film. Again, we've got the same same man behind the camera and the production side of that with Jason Rink, um, you know, on production side. And so, you know, that, you know, and I, and I remember when, when we were at our think tank, I believe it was in 2013, where you, we first uh, launched the, that, that, that DVD and, and the production had been completed, it was available. And Jason was there and you'd, I think you'd, you'd invited him to kind of speak about the, the, the program. And that was the first time I had a chance to connect with him. Again, another relationship you wouldn't know, uh, you, you never know who you're going to meet. And it's just led to so many wonderful conversations, experiences, uh, memories, laughter, um, lifelong friendships, and and 
you know, it, it, it planted the, again, a seed to be able to lead that down years later to creating the Nelson Nash documentary film, which now, I mean, I'm not sure it was, but Jason and I did an episode here recently where we were about 155,000 views, I think, on YouTube. Uh, whack of them on Facebook as well. It's been growing. It, it grew about 25,000 views over about a four-month period of time. So, you know, I'm watching the trajectory of this and I'm just thinking, this is this is an underground, you know, method. It's a grassroots method. Nelson's still here helping to channel and teach people this message and get people to connected because one thing that Nelson was a master on was was connection by by speaking from the front, speaking on stage, and then the the one on one conversations. He really vested in people, and when people watch that film, they have a chance to connect with that. They they can see the essence of who he was as a human being, and they're like, "Wow, like this this man has impacted a lot of people." And I, I have people frequently because one of the requirements I have is, "Look, you got to watch this film. Hey, you got to read this book. You got to watch this film," and when they, we, we debrief or we talk about the message that they receive from Nelson, they talk a lot about, wow, I just, I just wish I could have met him. I, well, I just wish I could have shaken his hand. I wish I could have given him a hug or he's such a, you know, such an amazing guy. What, you know? And so those c- connections help people understand that the information in his book, there's a lot more behind it. There's a man behind that information. It had to come out of his brain. You know, Nelson said that he woke up from that surgery, that, that, Trip, you know, quadruple bypass heart surgery. And, you know, he, he heard that voice that says, boy, I planted something in that head bone of yours. You got to get to work. Right. And that's what Nelson did. And he worked all the way up until, uh, you know, 88 revolutions around the sun, as he would say. So uh, I think we're very blessed, uh, the three of us and, and our colleagues to be in a position where we get to share the information that we can, and we can do our best bet. All we can do is our best to channel what we think Nelson would have wanted out into the marketplace to help, you know, extend his, his wisdom that he bestowed upon us, the seeds that he planted. And all we're doing is we're just trying to replant those seeds. Now we're looking for fertile soil, high, you know, high you know, fertile ground, and we're going to plant high quality seeds. And then we got to tend them. Now we got, in other words, we got to watch out for what? Weeds. Weeds. Got to watch out for yeah. weeds. Pest. Yeah. No, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I agree with that. You know, to uh, talking about what was available, you know, 10, 15 years ago, 12, 16, whatever, compared to now, you know, if you wanted to hear Nelson, you had to go somewhere and, you know, somebody had, you had to register, you had to pay to travel and all that. Um, and then either over one day or two days, a 10 hour presentation, um, it, it was, there weren't, uh, you know, a hundred uh, podcast or videos on YouTube um, at that time. And so, and, and I want to be clear here. I want to say that this idea of learning and continuing to learn, um, you know, I know that back in the day, y'all were doing boot camps. You allowed me to attend. I went up there and attended and I was very appreciative. Um, I think Winnie and, and Richard have been down to some of ours or one of ours Um but today, you can, the listener can go onto YouTube and there's tons of videos, right? And there's tons of podcasts. And, you know, and I, I agree with y'all and I agree with the, the um, idea that everyone should listen and watch. Everyone should 
personally purchase and own the six and a half hour DVD set that is available at the Nelson Nash Institute. Okay. Um, that cannot be replaced. Right. But upon that foundation, you know, it's his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, the second book, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, you know, how privatized banking really works and, and others. Um, but, Podcast and then and there and then there are also resources, audio and video resources available at the Nelson Nash Institute. Um, in addition to that, that when when we have clients and prospective clients, people going through the process, you know they're looking at all of these things. And as soon as you click on anything in social media, whether it's Facebook or or Twitter or whatever, you're inundated, right? And everything that you're inundated with is not necessarily worth listening to if you're at the front end of learning this idea that you can become your own banker, right? And I'm saying all that to say this. There's pretty there's a pretty short list of uh, podcasts that we encourage our clients to listen to. Um, and yours, of course, is one of them, The Wealth Without Bay Street. Um because the idea of continuing to learn is so important, is so valid, and we have to be, you know, reinforced our, what our thinking is. We need to be corrected if it's wrong, right? Um, and I think that that's part, that's an important part of learning, that our clients are going to be inundated, and they are inundated anyway with all of these things out there on social media, which, and I'm not saying that you should hear both sides of every story, in my opinion, right? The the, the right, the left, the good, the bad, whatever, however you want to classify them, you should hear both sides of the argument. No question about that. But you should get a firm foundation at, at the well, at the spring, it, you know, my opinion, you should, you know, watch Nelson read his work first, and then it, it will give the listener and the reader, if they read his books and watch that six and a half hour DVD series where he's doing his live presentation, it will help you identify noise, in my opinion. So if you start there, by all means, you know, take as much time as you want to go down every rabbit hole you wish to, but not before or in lieu of, or instead of listening to a six and a half hour DVD, reading his books, you know, and I'm, yeah. And I'm just saying that part of, part of this, you know, and I agree, it's not men, it's a message, right? No question about that. But, um, you know, y'all's, y'all's podcast is, is great content. You know, it's worthy to listen to. So, um, we appreciate you saying that James. And I would, I'd have to echo that, you know, in the advisory space, you know, everything you just identified is amplified mm-hmm. to a degree. And so um, how often have you heard or spoke from, you know, or, or had an advisor even reach out to you or, or a prospective client or, or someone who's already been doing this and they, they, they happened across, you know, a path that was taking them down an area where they thought they were getting IBC or, you know, whatever, the, whatever it was being billed at is at that time, whatever label had right. been smashed over top of it. And, you know, now two, three years later, four years later, they're actually finally discovering Nelson and they're getting his book. And now they're learning or they watch the, you know, they watch one of your podcasts or they watch the banking with life or they watch the documentary film. And they're like, Oh, wait a second. Is the thing that I have actually what, what Nelson would have wanted. And then they start reaching out to other people and they're learning, wait a second. I'm, you know, I, I was, I was going down the track, but I somehow I like, there was a little fork in the road and these track, these, you know, these paths kind of diverted a little bit. 
And so they're now trying to trying to figure out how they can shortcut, get themselves back on the other path. And I, I find that that's happening. People reach out where we're, we see that. And so I think the work that you, you and Ryan are doing with your podcast and just, and just in general, um, these efforts that we have and what the Nelson Nash Institute is doing is to try to help, you know, try to, um, you know, we're trying to put some streetlights up on that path now, mm-hmm. right? The path is there. We're just trying to make sure, you know, we're going to, we're going to get our work suits on and we're going to go and, you know, pave it a little bit. We're going to go and make it an easier road to go down, I think is part of what we're trying to do. And it's interesting. You mentioned, you know, you kind of reflected back on, you know, boot camps and, and, and things that we, we don't have, we're not, maybe not doing today and still in, you know, COVID related times, but, you know, reading Nelson's book in the very first sentence of the book, he says, this is the workbook for a 10 hour seminar. Mm-hmm. Now I read this book many times and for whatever reason, I kind of skipped, I just wasn't paying attention to that for a long period. Not until basically we went and saw Nelson for our very first 10 hour seminar. And that was in 2012, but yet for, for, for two, two and a half years, we were to, to a degree, just kind of beating our head up against the wall, trying to do what we thought we could do with the source material being the book and some other ancillary things. And we had Dwayne Brunel's books, which were good and, and a variety of things. And, and what we were realizing is that we were, we were trying to teach this in, you know, 90 minute and two hour mm-hmm. sessions and it, and it wasn't working so well. We yeah, got a lot of interest, but we weren't doing, you know, weren't doing a lot of business. People weren't grabbing the rest. And then we'd, you'd sit with them and they'd have a million questions and those questions could take eight hours to answer. And so it, it led us down the path of, you know what we really need to do? We need to create a course. So we created a course, which coincidentally was about an eight to 10 hour seminar. And we did it. Guess, get this, James, the way we originally designed it was to be done over four, four, day, four days, four Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And then of course, it's hard to get people to commit to four Saturdays in a row. So that's pretty difficult. We learned that lesson. And it's kind of like Nelson's story about Monday. You wanted to do it on Monday night because you wanted to compete with Monday night football. If someone's going to prioritize Monday night football over their financial education, he doesn't, he doesn't want them there anyway. <laughs> and and, uh, and so so then 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 we we switched it up and we went to like four evening sessions and we tried that a number of times and we did that for a year before we're like you know what let's try and do this on a Friday evening and a Saturday all day Saturday, and that's what we ended up creating, which was basically a ten hour seminar, and that was before. We met Nelson. Yeah. And, and then we went to Nelson's 10 hour seminar. I was like, oh, well, we're already doing this. We did everything that he did. We made it in a shorter time frame because we had resources or whatever at the time. But we were, what, we're, what we realized is the content that we've gotten at some of the seminars work, and that's good. But we need to go back to the source material and we need, totally. to, we need to change slides. We need to fix things up. We need to make sure that one thing that we weren't doing well is we were not clearly and identifying and promoting and just giving the source material to the people. We weren't saying, look, you need to get this book. You need to buy mm-hmm. this book. And so the very first time we met Nelson, I remember, you know, I'm sure it was the very first break, probably Jay, we were sitting at the front row. There was maybe 50 or 60 people in the room. This is in Birmingham. And we're just like, it was like, you know, it was like, we got a new hard drive dropped in our head. And he says, I know what we need to do. Like we need to, we, we've been doing it wrong. We're, we're not selling the book. So now all we need to do, is we just need to get people to the room and just sell them the book. Yeah. And it's, you know, and and let the book do the work. Let Nelson do the work. And it's not that we're we're lazy and we don't want to do the work ourselves. It's that we we can only do our version of it. We can never do Nelson's version of it. We need to let Nelson do Nelson's version of it and get out of the way. Amen. And then help people oh understand God. what Nelson was doing. <laughs> Precisely. And it, oh the other uh, element to that, James, was that you can almost you could almost watch now you could watch an advisor go through their journey 
if they're really truly embracing Nelson and and the fact that he pioneered this, developed it, and understand how we have to describe the problem because if you don't understand the problem, the solution just won't matter to you anyway. And at one point in our journey, we were so fascinated by the solution that's where we placed all of our focus, right, right. <laughs> and and we were and we were always talking about the tool, and look at look at the illustration, and look at if you put this in, look at what you get out, and it was all that stuff that if the person didn't understand the problem, once the excitement wore off, then they didn't understand the solution, just didn't matter to them. So, Rich, you you can almost pinpoint this to the day. When you, you and I had a conversation, like you, you were like, Jason, what's the matter with you? Like, why, what are you so worked up about? And it was like Nelson, I could just hear him. You got to stop all this other stuff. Get the message out there and don't do anything. Don't try to persuade or compel somebody. Let them catch it. Because once they catch it, they'll know exactly what to do. And I haven't, I can't remember the last time that I focused on an illustration. Just, I, I just don't remember the last time I did that. And that was a huge lesson learned for me. And talking about it right now gives me goosebumps because Richard was like, okay, can you maybe just expand on that? Because like, this is a complete 180 degree turn. Like, what, what are you talking about? And it's like, Rich, this is frustrating me. And I'm, I am, I'm just not doing it anymore. Like we're, we're going to do things differently. We're going to focus on the problem and then we'll talk about the solution and everything changed. And if you going back to my original point is that if you follow a new advisor's journey through this process, you can see, you can almost see you. It's like a replay <laughs> of your own journey where you're like, oh, okay, they're at that stage <laughs> where, you know, they're super focused on the companies and the illustrations and all that other stuff that just for heaven's sakes, doesn't matter. <laughs> it just kind of like AA, but for the financial industry, you know, they oh gotta go, through the, like, go through the 12 steps to recovery. You mean we need to detox? <laughs> the financial yeah, industry yeah. needs to detox for sure. But James, I think you can, I think you can relate. Like we, gosh, we've seen it so many times and it Richard's right. It's almost like that. Cause we all get together as a group and go, Oh gosh, remember when we used to do that? And, you know, and, uh, I, I, I can relate to that. And a couple of years ago, I think last year, last 12, 18 months, you know, our friend and colleague, Gina Wells, y'all know her very well. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, this comes from her, right? And <clears throat> she had, I, I don't know if I read it in the post or where she said it, she said it somewhere. Um, she said, if you have to drag them in, you're going to have to drag them around. And it, I think, came from one of her mentors in the financial world. And it is so true. And I heard that. Of course, I already knew it intuitively. I'd never verbalized it. Um, but it, it's right in the same vein. You know, um, if you've got to drag them in, if they can't catch it and you're trying to teach it, you know, you're going to drag them in. And if you have to drag them in, you're going to have to drag them around. And so... And, and then you take like young Mr. Griggs and some of the young guys that I'm surrounded by, you know, they're years ago, they're like, James, just, you know, release this on YouTube. Some of these videos that we had recorded in some presentation I'd done somewhere at a real estate event or something, 
I didn't record those to release them on YouTube. You know, I recorded those for our clients and for posterity and to improve. You know, I want to be a better version of me. I believe that, you know, we all have an opportunity in, to improve. So, um, but these young guys are just like, just give it, put it out there for free. You don't have to have a click funnel or tripwire or a low offer. Just put it out there. And it was so foreign to me. You know, I'm going to put all this content. I've got, you know, 30 years wrapped up and not, not at that time, but you know, 15 years of experience personally in the financial world. And then everything that I've learned from Nelson and all of the time, effort, and you talk about spending money, $50,000 on my education. Um, I mean, I've, we all have spent a lot of money on our education, right? And then to put it out into the big wide world, you know, at free. And then, you know, you're going to, you're going to bring scrutiny upon yourself. How do you look? How do you say that? What are you saying? You don't even speak proper English, you know, and I get all that. And, and, you know, a little bit of vulnerability there. And then a little bit of like, no, that's too valuable just to give it away for free. Um, however, I got past that, you know, begrudgingly probably, right? Um, so they drug me into that, right? Here, just put it out there, put it out there. But it, it's so, it's a paradigm shift in thinking, right? It's like, what, who is it? The people that are attracted to me, uh, you, y'all, Ryan, um, are the people that you resonate with. You know, it repulses the people that you don't want to work with or engage with anyway. You might not align with them or they would align better elsewhere. You know, and it's it's so what a weight off of of a, a financial individual's shoulders. Of how am I going to, you know, put the message out there? And you just put it out there. You know, you, you, um, you, each of us are individuals. You, the listener, you're an absolute unique individual. You have, you know, an absolutely unique story and experience. And you'd be surprised who wants to hear that. You'd, you, you know, you'd be surprised of, uh, to know who that your message can resonate with and help, right? Without any uh, idea of, of uh, compensation or, or reward or return, it's like nature takes care of all of that. Nature takes yeah. care of everything. You know, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, the results take care of themselves, whatever they are, health, financial, whatever. Um, it's quite liberating, you know, quite, quite freeing. It was for me. Um, and so now I don't drag anybody anywhere. I don't have to drag anybody anywhere. And it's like, wow, that's talk about labor saving. Wow. I don't have to drag them in. And they don't have to be dependent upon me or some squiggly lines. You know, you know, y'all heard it as many times as I did. Like, man, if you got to draw all those squiggly lines up there, it's like you're not able to convey the message very well. You know, um, very true. <laughs> but it reminds me of uh, I pencil a little bit, you know, the the, the harmonious chaos oh that is created gosh. and all the effort that goes into the creation of a single pencil. And and, you know, Nelson, he, he would always say, well, you know, you know, based on his his statistics. And I don't think that they're far off even today is that, you know, for for someone in the financial industry or the insurance business, they, you know, it's going to cost roughly two hundred and fifty dollars to acquire a client. That's through you know, coffees and lunches and gas and fuel and, you know, all the different pieces that you need to operate your business and then just kind of spread out amongst, you know, the people that you, you meet with, because not everyone that you meet with is going to become a client. And, and that's the way it should be. You only want to work with certain people and those people don't only want to work with you. 
Um, but he said, look, what, rather than doing that, wouldn't you rather spend $0 to find out if you've got you know, a suspect or a prospect or whatever you'd say? And it's like, look, hey, do you ever have the gut feeling there's something fundamentally wrong in the financial world we live in? Yeah. Give me 20 bucks, buy this book. <laughs> That's what he would do, right? That's exactly what he would say, yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and he's like, well, you know, and, and I, I, le- I learned this the hard way, and I've I've tried to channel this into other advisors, and I don't know if it's getting through, but I'm happy to share it here. And even for people who are watching that are your clients or people who just you know love tuning into your podcast is often we just want to share the message. Maybe you're like, you're like me, and you really resonate with this information in Nelson's book and the principles and the things that James is teaching. But you know, you don't want. You got a career. You got your thing going on. You got your business. You don't want to go and change all that and go get into the insurance industry. Totally understand. Maybe you don't want a government license like I like I didn't. But you you may still want to share the message. So one of the best ways to do that is to get the book into people's hands. And but the but the problem comes in is when you give that book away. And what you're doing is, and this is uh, one of our teammates, Sarblo. He says, "Would you agree there's no value in free?" You know, in this in this case, like a lot of people, they they when you pay for a book, they'll read the book. Mm-hmm. And I used to give this book away a lot, and almost you know, very few of those people that I gave the book away actually read it. But almost everyone that's purchased the book has. And so, even for my clients, I'll say, you know, they want to start sharing the message. Give the book, say, great, don't don't give the book away. You got to sell it. You got to sell it to people. I will. Hey, I will send you copies. And I'll send you you know five or ten copies if you will agree to me in a verbal contract that you will sell those books and you take that money and do whatever you want with it. But I don't, I refuse to let you just give those books away. You yeah. can rent them. You can rent them for five bucks a week. And you, you know what? Remember blockbuster, you could go rent a movie for five bucks for two or three days, <laughs> a new release. But you know, when you went back and you returned the video, they didn't give you your five bucks back. Did they James? No, no. So if you're renting the book for a week, keep my book in good copy. Don't get coffee on it. Don't spill, you know, Slurpees and stuff all over it. And you don't get your five bucks back. No, I rented it to you. <laughs> You didn't want to spend 20 bucks, so you, you got five to borrow it. Now you want to go buy it? Okay, I'll show you where to go buy one. You keep that $5. You're hard, That's Richard. You're hard. Works. You're hard, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and I agree with uh, both of you. It's like Nelson Nash became a uh, an agent, a licensed agent, life insurance agent, in 1964. Previous to that, he worked in the forestry industry. He was an Austrian economist, and he was a real estate investor, right? So he didn't print that book until 2000. Right, now you think of all that, all of that experience, all wrapped up into an easy read, ninety-two page book. There's no way that I could convey that in an hour or ninety minutes, or even ten hours. So I, I might can take a crack at it in ten hours, but it's like there, you can't you can't give that message the way Nelson wrote it or delivered it in a shorter time frame. You know, so I'm in complete agreement. And and then if um, I would I would say back when I would sell books, you know, because I, I did the same thing. I gave a lot away, and then I was selling them. I'm like, here, read this book. So give me 20 bucks and read the books. I'm like, you can read, can't you? You know, I mean, I would not leave that out. <laughs> but my point here is that if someone today, so if someone today is interested, are you really interested? You know, because if you really are interested in, in this idea, then you wouldn't have a problem reading that book or the second book or spending the money, you know, to, to own the six and a half hour DVD. You look across the world, uh, uh, 
across North America and all the real estate investment groups. How many thousands and thousands of dollars is spent learning real estate from every mentor and guru in the real estate industry? You know, and I'm not disparaging that, but if you're, you'll spend 2,500, 10,000, 2,500 a week, whatever it is, 50 grand in your case, you know, won't you spend 300 here? You know, and if you won't, perfect, no problem. You don't care. I don't either. Right. But if you care, then I care because I'm like I'm I'm kind of like that, Richard. I, if my clients want to give away books, it's, it's all them. Right. And I'll, I'll supply them books, but um, they would be better served selling it. But uh, because, like you said, if um, somebody pays for it, there's a little bit of a vested interest in at least reading it, you know, and then some skin in the game. Yeah, I'm sure y'all aware uh, are aware that Nelson's Becoming Your Own Banker is now available on Audible, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect. <clears throat> um, I was, I've been in as giddy as a schoolgirl. I just discovered that a couple of weeks ago. I've had an Audible account for a long time, um, but, you know, I just got my first book, and it was Nelson's Becoming Your Own Banker. And I'm kind of going back to to what you were saying earlier. You can hear Nelson, you know, in your mind, and even when you read the book. I'm listening to this audible version, and it's professionally um, narrated. And I'm listening, and and it's just, it's very cool. It gives, talk about goosebumps. I'm listening to this man narrate Nelson's book. And as he's narrating the book, in my mind, I'm hearing Nelson's voice and this is where he would tell a story, an analogy, an example, and it's and it's uh, it was, it's been fun, and it's been a, a kind of a journey down memory lane, you know, listening. But absolutely, yeah, yeah, and it's easy to it's easy to uh, to hear Nelson when you're listening to the fellow who's narrating the book uh, because he's just so robotic when he's talking in. You know, it's it's a very uh, it's very easy to replace that with Nelson's voice. Yeah, yeah, no. That if there and you know, and, and I'm appreciative that that work is available. Um, but it does dearly makes me dearly miss hearing Nelson's voice. I can still hear his voice in my mind. You know, yeah. But um, well, it, interesting that you brought that up and you you reflected back on you know that the book was written in 2000, and so something you said sparked and I you know with me, James, because. I flipped to page 71 and 72 of Nelson's book, which is an even distribution of age classes. And so we talked about Nelson being, you know, 1964, got in the insurance business from the forestry business. Well, a lot of the lessons and experiences of the forestry mindset, long-term planning, all those things are infused into the book, into the message, into the content. And really, so we're, we're in 2021 at the time of this recording, we're, we're, we're peering around the corner looking at 2022 and the book was written in 2000. It was finally published. And so we're at a 20-year time frame, basically, in the even distribution of age classes. If we just think about the work of the book. Yeah. And we talked about all the other resources that are becoming available. And we just think now about, you know, in, in Nelson's book, he's talking about how long does it take to, to really plan to grow a forest for the purpose of generating revenue and, and creating a business out of that. And you really got to think long range. And so... Here we are, twenty years later from this book, you know, you know, uh, being released, um, where nobody knew about it, self-published. Now it's sold over five hundred thousand copies worldwide, which is com- a, an absolute astonishment for a self-published book. Like amazing, and we are actively, you know, channeling Nelson's message to our best ability. And I see how there's more people getting interested in the message, more more clients, more people, more content. 
And it's like, wow, we're, it's like we're living, you know, a, a bit of that distribution of age classes in that 20 year time frame. And so that means there's new people who are going to be coming into this business. They're going to get good mentoring, good coaching. There's other people that are, you know, going to be able to receive the message, I think, and convey it in a, in a better way with the resources that are available. And we're able to shortchange maybe some of these, you know, face plant, you know, methods. If everyone's been watched Looney Tunes, you know, and, you know, Sammy Sam steps on the rake or whatever, and it smokes him in the face, that sort of thing. We're, we're able to replace some of those um, components that people would bump into and they get started in this industry and the business. They want to teach Nelson's message because they can learn vicariously through our experience and they have the leverageable resources of good good content, including all the stuff that Nelson has and the Nelson Nash Institute is providing, you know, the Larry Murphy report and all the greatest hits and all these works um, that people now can leverage to be able to get the message out quicker, faster, in a more digestible format. And I'm just really excited about the the trees that we're planting today. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree completely. And, you know, it's because of uh, people like y'all, in my opinion, and, um, you know, Griggs, our work, um, my work, his work, you know, he does a lot of writing on medium. Um, and there's men all across the country, you know, the U.S. and Canada. So, and, and it's kind of like, I was talking about it the other day, that you know, you mentioned you mentioned I pencil Leonard E. Reed wrote a lesson in economics based on a number two pencil. It's incredible um, that little essay and and the amount of lives that it has touched across the world of economics. Right, um, and you look at you know he he mentored Nelson. Right, that was Nelson Nash's mentor. He also mentored um, Ron Paul, and he mentored other men as well, right? These are not the only two men that Leonard E. Reed mented, mentored. But if you look at what Nelson has done in the financial world, right, um, he mentored y'all, he mentored me, he mentored many others. And then you look at what Ron Paul has done in the political world and the ideas of, um, you know, government and freedom and economics. I mean, the the touch that Leonard E. Reed has talk about an even distribution of age, you know, classes. I mean, that man's been gone. I mean, I think he graduated in the eighties. Right. Um, and, and you can see the same thing, kind of like what you'd mentioned earlier, Jason, when you can see the, the evolution of a new practitioner and their kind of expansion of their mind, um, there, there truly is a movement, you know, there truly is um, an expansion that, that is, has gone beyond, you know, Leonard E. Reed, beyond Fee, beyond Mises, beyond Nelson Nash, beyond us and our family, beyond our clients, and it's going to continue. And to have a little piece of that, you know, has got to make you feel good on the inside. Absolutely. So, they won't. Yep. All right, gentlemen. So, what else? Uh, we've been going almost an hour. I mean, I don't have any time <laughs> limits, but I know y'all are busy, and and I appreciate you carving out time in your busy schedules. I truly do. Um, y'all want to have any? You want to make any closing points or share anything in particular? I would just uh, say if we could express to to your listeners and uh, and your viewers on the the YouTubes that uh, they're in good hands. You know, you're you're getting the right information from James and from Ryan. And, you know, we, uh, 
we've been blessed to know James for many years and uh, Ryan for the past few and our association uh, will only continue to grow and uh, it's nice to be among good company. I I appreciate that. And likewise, I mean, I appreciate y'all individually and collectively what y'all do. And, um, you know, it's been a pleasure to uh, watch y'all's practice expand across Canada you know, I think the last time I was at a think tank was not last year. It was not live because of um, COVID and Snowvid and all that. But, um, you know, you mentioned Sarblo, and I don't know all of their names. I recognize them. But, you know, y'all have got quite a team growing up there. And, uh, and it's, you know, like I said, it's been a pleasure. And I agree that, you know, your clients and prospective clients are, in good hands and i encourage people to listen to y'all's podcast so i appreciate that you know it's like a love fest going on here right <laughs> i'm just saying hey, you know what i think uh if if people it's much like nelson said about his his mentor you know if uh if people could really understand what a pure joy it was you know he mentioned that in in the documentary film and we express to people, um, advisors who reach out and talk to us, and they're inquiring about the Nelson Nash Institute, or perhaps they don't even know about it. And we express, if they only knew what a pure joy it is to be surrounded by so many wonderful, like-minded people, yeah. it's the relationships. And, you know, we uh, coin your phrase often, James, when you say that iron sharpens iron. And that is evidenced by... <laughs> all of these amazing relationships and how we've all grown and we continue to learn together. And, um, boy, if that's a love fest, uh, keep, keep me signed up. I, I don't want to go anywhere. All right. Coincidentally, I used the uh, iron sharpens iron on a two hour phone call I had recently with an underwriter, um, which was surprisingly quite pleasant. We had a great conversation. Rich loves to talk to underwriters. Two hours with an underwriter. Oh, what's wrong with you, young man? <laughs> well, there was, it was, it, it, it started off about certain cases, but it led to problem solving about how we could streamline cases and IBC specifically giving her, she was inquisitive, you know, being very inquisitive about getting more understanding so that she could, she could see the cases differently as they came through. And so, so I invested the time because it felt appropriate sure. for the bigger picture of what we're doing. And also it was, she was just, it was a lot of fun. It's actually a really good conversation. And, and so, you know, we mentioned iron sharpens on, she really, she really gravitated that. She liked that a lot. And um, I think that, you know, one thing I would like to share with people is, you know, for your listeners, you never know which, which episode is your first episode. You, you could, this could be your first exposure to, to James, the Bank of Life Coffee, who knows? And so if you don't yet own a copy of Becoming Your Own Banker, please reach out to James and get one. Make sure you get a copy in your hand somehow. Re- read it. If you have not watched the documentary film, This is Nelson Nash, watch it. Spend one hour of your, of your life vesting in you. And if you, if you have a spouse, you should be watching that with your spouse. Often there's one person who's the, you know, wants to look at the math and the numbers and handles a lot of the big financial decisions in the household, but they still got to run it by the boss who doesn't maybe run all that stuff, but can, has the veto power to say, no, we're not doing that. We know you're talking <laughs> well, about our wives. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so get, so, so, so get, get the, get your favorite beverage, you know, if it's Coca-Cola or a glass of Merlot or whatever it is and get some popcorn, spend 60 minutes and, and, and spend that time with Nelson 
and learn from him directly, write down some questions and just check in and say, honestly, how do you feel about that when it's all said and done? Is this something you want to gravitate to? Do you both feel like this is a path that you could go down together where you're going to invest in some learning? Maybe one of you is going to do more learning than the other. That's fine. But let Nelson, let Nelson convince your wife or convince your spouse that, that, that this might be a path that you guys could take on financially. And, and it's such an incredible video. And then additionally, I would say for many of your listeners who are your existing clients, people that have been with you for quite a while, James, they've, they've been impacted by Nelson and they can feel that. They know that intuitively. If you're listening to us, you know that that's you. I'm speaking to you. Make sure that you share what, what Nelson's message has done for you. Now, a great way you can do that is you can go to dayofnelson.com. It's just a tribute site all about celebrating the life of Nelson Nash. And you can leave a comment and you can just say, Nelson impacted my family in this way. Here's how, here's, here's how I feel about what Nelson's work has done for me and what it's changed our family for. And you can put a picture up there of you and Nelson or whatever, if you have one of those, um, or a picture of you holding Nelson's book. And I've got pictures of people holding Nelson's book at Stonehenge, at, you know, at the Great Wall of China. Yeah. So you know, there's, there's, there's things you can do to kind of commemorate that and keep it alive. And I think that your, those little components of support, that goes a long way to helping other people recognize and understand that this isn't about whole life insurance. This is about a way of living. It is about a way of doing things in your life. It's a lifestyle that you can incorporate. And it's something that is not only financially beneficial for you, it's emotionally beneficial for you. It's liberating. I don't know anyone who, you know, when they get a little bit of liberation in their life, isn't happy about that. Why not add some to yours? Well said, young man. Well said. Okay, then, gentlemen, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you very much. Um, I genuinely appreciate y'all. appreciate um, knowing you, being uh, friends with you, being colleagues and our endeavors to advance this idea that you can become your own banker. So thank you. Until next time, I appreciate y'all. Good to be with Thanks, you. James. Thank you for having us, James. Thank you for joining us on the Banking with Life podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe and click on that little notification bell. Otherwise, join us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher for weekly content.